0: Is actually, you are a real runner, Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, it's Jacqueline, and I am back answering your questions about habits and consistency. And I'm really excited because we're—I don't know—I guess like week two of 2021. And I used to really struggle with consistency when it came to exercise. I'm going to say this. Um, I don't like exercise. Uh, I don't I don't love it. I'm not um, – I will never be an aerobics instructor. I will never be the leader of a spin class. Exercise, to me, is something that I have to do so that, it, like, I feel good, that I feel good in my body and I feel good in my head. Um, but – so it's not that natural thing. I don't love it a ton. But um, because of that, I used to go through, like, these really long periods where I would not exercise. Um – It would be winters I wouldn't exercise at home, um, winter break from being a teacher, summers I wouldn't exercise, Um, and then I kind of got into this this period of like, okay, cool, I need to hype myself up and I need to exercise. I'm going to throw a ton of money and meet with a personal trainer for a couple times a week, or I'm going to get a new gym membership, right? Or I'm going to buy a new DVD program, or then I got into running. Oh, okay, I know. I'll register for a marathon. You know, the marathon will kick me into butt or I'll do a 100 day running streak and that, that'll whip me into shape. Um, and so there was a lot of this doing all spending a lot of time and a lot of money doing all. And then after the thing was done or we moved or, Oh shoot, I'm not actually going to the gym anymore. I'm not actually using that membership, falling back and ending up with nothing, being back at zero. And then all of those fun feelings, that self-loathing, and you know, feeling frustrated with myself, like, oh my gosh, why can't you just get this? What's wrong with you? So, um, yeah, a lot of that all or nothing, swinging back and forth. And the truth is, I don't struggle with this anymore. Um, now exercise, moving my body, is just a part of my life, and it's a part of who I am and who I'm being. Um, and it's because I came up with these really amazing consistency systems and self care systems, and I honestly have ease and peace in my day. My day runs so much smoother. There's not all of this anxiety and stress about am I going to? Am I not going to? It just it's just part of who I am. And I want that for you too. I want you to be able to have peace and ease in your day so that you are taking care of yourself and you get to show up and be the best person for your family or for your job. And this is like, this is how we start to shift things in our society. If we start to take care of ourselves, we can put our best foot forward and help other people as well. But it really does start with taking care of ourselves. So let's jump into the question, which is how to get back into exercise after a break. And so um, before I say what to do, I want you to actually like, um, okay, so you stopped exercising. This is when, when I talk about teachable moments or I talk about learn the lesson from the thing, this is that. Okay, cool. I said exercise is an important part of my life. I stopped doing it. Um, I know that I really want to do. I know I really should do it, but it's not happening. It stopped happening for a reason. You stopped exercising, or it did not become part of your life for some reason. So this is what I mean when I say teachable moment. Let's jump in and figure out, like, why? Why did you stop exercising? Why did it not become a part of who you are and who you're being? Um, So, yeah, figure out why before you jump into another marathon training plan. Figure out why before you buy another DVD program. Figure out why before you purchase more exercise equipment um, and, you, you know, drop a couple thousand dollars on a bike. Figure out why, like what actually happens because um, buying a new program, buying a new thing, buying uh, a new expert, buying a person, buying that external thing is it's not going fi- to fix uh, what's going on inside. Yes, you're going to need equipment, and you might need some help um, from the external, some systems and tools, blah blah blah. You might need that, but you have to figure out like what was going on, like what's the internal reason for why you stopped doing it. So I made a little if-then um, if if-then diagnosis. So let's look at that. I think for a lot of us, um, we did the all-or-nothing thing. So if you in the past have been that all or nothing person, that's been your identity, well, we kind of figured it out. Like it's not just about the habit, it's about you have this identity of I do all and then I do nothing. I do all and then I do nothing. That's been your identity, That's your been your MO, that's the the actions that you'll take. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So if you've been that all or nothing person, change it to being something, anything, something, anything. So instead of doing all, instead of having to go run 15 miles, instead of having to do a 90-minute class or whatever, when you're like, man, I don't want to go do that thing, instead of doing nothing, instead of putting up a zero for that day, you're going to do something, anything. That can mean um, laying on your yoga mat in child's pose for five minutes in the morning. That could mean taking your dog for a walk. That could mean putting on some music and doing a dance party, um, something, <laughs> anything. What we want to do is get away from being that nothing person and just put up, just put, a, put up a small win. Okay. Um, this kind of goes along with all or nothing, but I think for a lot of us, we finish a race and then we don't do anything. We it, it's really because of that all or nothing. We hype ourselves up so much for that race. And then that race ends, we cross the finish line, and now we're doing nothing. Um, It's why it's so important that we don't just focus on goals. We don't just focus on these external things. If 2020 taught us anything, all of those external things can just be taken away. They can be canceled. They can cease to exist, right? So, um races are fine. I'm not saying to never run a race. I'm not saying to never uh, do a competition or work with a trainer or buy a, a membership, whatever. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is instead of doing nothing, when you finish a race, instead of doing nothing and being like, okay, cool, I'm going to go back on the couch, do something, anything. Now you become a walker. Great. You just went through a period where you were running and running. Training for a race is a part-time job. We know that. Instead of doing nothing, now you're going to do something, anything, every-ish day. Um, Oh, let's say you got injured. You got injured um and you, you know, you hurt your foot, Paul Paul hurt his heel. Um, you got injured. I got injured, I hurt my knee and my hip. I needed to stop running for a period of time. This is where we do something, anything. Maybe you're just gonna lay on your yoga mat for 15 minutes. Um, something, anything. You might say, like, well, laying on your yoga mat is an exercise, but here's what it does is being the person that does something, anything, being that consistent person, now you have this time in your body, with your body, reserved, like it's still in your schedule because being a consistent person is part of your aspirational identity, it's still scheduled into your day, you still like, ah yes, I you know, I make time for this, maybe you're not burning a ton of calories, you're not building a ton of muscle, you're not improving your mile time, but you're still taking that time to be in your body, be with your body, um, be with your thoughts. Um, when I had to stop running because of the things with my knee and hip, um, what did I do? I started turning, well, I was doing physical therapy. That's one thing. Okay, great. I'm not going to spend so much time running. I'm going to make sure that I am doing my 15 minute physical therapy religiously every single day. I'm also going to make sure that I'm walking. I was walking my dog more. Um, my friend and I, we meet on Sundays for like a a long run, like a, a, a run and talk um instead of running during those times i just informed her like hey i cannot run right now is it okay if we turn this into a walk and talk and she's like yeah of course sure and then when it got to a time that actually she got injured we were both walking together and it was totally fine so instead of saying oh my gosh i'm injured i can't do anything i'm going to sit on the couch and not do anything find something anything um That, this, we'll talk about this at the end, but that's going to help you uh, fight off any depression that comes when you lose that, like, that sense of self, when you lose that, that habit. Um, This is going to give you some sort of activity, some sort of movement, something to feel proud of, some purpose, okay? Uh, Let's say your buddy or your class is gone, uh, especially with the pandemic. Maybe you and your buddy used to meet up, but because of the pandemic, you can no longer do that. Or you used to go to a fitness class, and that was like your thing. You, would, you, know, you were on your way home. You were driving. You would stop at the gym. You would stop at the class. You would be on the way to work, and now you can no longer do that. You tried some Zoom classes. They're all right, but it's not the same experience as um, being in person. Um, find a new one. <laughs> find something else. Find something else. This is when, yes, for sure, like DVD programs or being outside, like something. But, again, this is gone, but movement is is important to you. It helps you. Something, anything. Find something new. Oh, shoot, I can no longer do that. Oh, interesting. Ah, all of these external things can be taken away. I need to have some options because – like, that can happen. Your friend could move. Um, your friend could get injured. The class could cease to exist. All of these external things can be taken away. They can close. Have some options for you to go. Did you do? Why you stopped exercising? You didn't like it. <laughs> you just didn't like it. I can think back to probably about 10 years ago when Paul and I kind of first started dating, and we had a membership to x the uh chain gym in Chicago, other places. Um, and I went to a Zumba class. And I am so awkward. I, like, I have two left feet. I'm not used to moving my body. I didn't grow up as an athlete or a dancer. So I, it's hard for me. Like, coordination is hard for me just because I haven't gotten those reps and I haven't had those 10,000 hours. I was so embarrassed at this Zumba class. Like, I just, I stood out. I could see my reflection. I did not like it. I hated it. If someone said to me, hey, the only way to exercise is to go to the Zumba class, I would never exercise. But the beautiful thing is, Zumba class is not the only form of exercise. There's so many different things. So if you don't like the exercise that you're doing, Find something, anything, and a suggestion. A really easy way to exercise is to do walks. Like take your dog for a walk, take your kid for a walk, go on a walk with your husband, go on a walk with your wife, go on a walk. Um, I call my mom every day and we do a walk and talk. And sometimes she takes the dog, and sometimes sometimes she doesn't. Sometimes um, I'm on my way home from a store or something, and I'll drive drive to a different neighborhood and we'll just do a walk and talk. It's just about twenty minutes, and it's cold here in Chicago, but on a winter coat, put on a hat and glove, hat and glove gloves. Um, and I do a walk and talk. So there are so many other options besides those super intense uh, classes, um, which are fine if you like them, cool. But if you don't like hit classes, you don't actually like doing a Zumba. You don't like blank find something else. I think if we can start to think about like, you know, what did I like doing when I was a kid? Oh, I ran around on the playground for recess. Okay. Can you, can you run through the park like feeding on friends? If you don't like the class that you were going to, and that is why you stopped exercising, find something that you do like and walking and listening to a podcast or walking it and talking to a friend or family member is a really easy way to ease back into movement. Did you do Um, why did you stop exercising? Maybe it was not in your calendar. Okay, that's a quick fix. Put it in your calendar. It needs to be in your calendar. It needs to be a part of your schedule. The times that I don't have something in my schedule, I just follow along doing whatever I'm doing and I completely forget. My mind goes in a million different ways. I need stuff written down. If it's not written down, it's probably not going to happen. I'm just not going to remember or otherwise I have to like build up so much energy to do it. Um, because usually it's at the end of the night and I've run out of time. I've used so much of my energy and so much of my willpower, so much of my willpower doing so many other different things. I run out of time. It's the end of the night. I don't really want to do it. Okay. So that's why you stopped exercising. You said, ah, I'm not a morning person. I'll just do it at night. And then it's not happening at night. Start the day with it. Um, I'm, I am not naturally a morning person. Being a morning person is a learned skill. It's been a learned identity. And it's because, hey, you keep running out of time and not doing these things and there's all this stress and anxiety towards the end of the night. Why don't you start your day with the things that are most important to that identity towards moving your life along um, and keep it short and add some music, add some podcasts so that you actually like it. Start your day with that thing okay you stopped exercising you were too hard on yourself um I see this for a lot of I'm not I'm not type a but a lot of people will talk about like runners being type a people um, and they're too hard on themselves so maybe you, maybe you do something besides being hard on yourself remember that exercise and moving our body and running like these are supposed to be hobbies and hobbies are supposed to be fun Um, Hobbies are supposed to be the thing that you do besides working and grinding, right? It's like something that's supposed to be fun and add value and stressfully do something besides being so hard on yourself. And a really easy way to do that is have a dance party. One of my clients told me about this and I was like, oh, that's wonderful. Just put on some music, go to Spotify. um, You can go to my personal um, playlist, which is jameson Twenty Twenty. And I have music up there, and I do this when I um, don't want to exercise in the morning. If I don't want to lift weights or whatever, I'll put this music on, and it'll get me into my body, you know, kind of, like, be moving around. Or if I realize I've been sitting too much, I do something. Um, But for people who, yeah, if you're too hard on yourself, maybe you need to decrease um, the intensity and just make it something that's lighthearted, something that's fun. A dance party is great. Um, Let's pretend that you messed up a streak. So do, 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 I have the habit, the 365 Habit Tracker. Um, while I say 365, it is by no means a um, perfect or bust kind of program. It is not an all or nothing um, tracker. It is not a Whole30 kind of thing where you're supposed to do this for 365 days, and if you've messed up, you need to start over on day one. No, it is not that by any means. So don't try to make it that because that is not what it is. Um, Stop stop doing perfect streaks. Stop. Stop getting into your head that, oh my gosh, if I don't do this every day, then it's um, not worth it. That's so silly. Exercise has so many benefits. And like, sure, you missed a day. Oh, but exercise helps you feel good. You just ran out of time. All these things we talked about don't add drama to it. So do not use the 365 habit tracker as a perfect or bust. Don't even worry about how many days long the streak is. You know, um, it's funny. I use headspace for meditation. I use it for myself and with my clients and they'll talk about what's your streak? How many days have you been doing this? And I don't care. I wish, I wish there was some option to take that off. And I see it on my watch as well. I have an Apple watch from years ago and it will pop up and be like, oh, you you know, you've had a streak for this long. I don't care. I know that it's supposed to be encouraging, um, but I don't care because I know that I'm going to continue to show up and I don't need to know what my streak is because this is just a part of who I am. I'm no longer that person that's counting the days like, am I on day 28 of my whole 30? Am I on day 95 of my 100-day running streak? I don't care what the streak is because I want to be the person that shows up pretty consistently. Doesn't matter what number, what day I'm on. This is just a part of who I'm on, and, and seeing the visual kind of reminds me that, oh, great, you're showing up, but get rid of the idea that it's it's perfect or bust. Because um, that's probably going to get you to stop exercising again, which is what we don't want. And that brings me to my last point. I don't know if you can see it um, seasonal depression. Um, I think that for a lot of us, especially if you're in an area, where it is cold and it is dark and you know, maybe you're at home alone during the pandemic, you're isolated. Um, maybe this pops up for you a lot. This used to pop up for me a lot where I just didn't want to do anything during winter. And I would listen to that voice. It would say, you know, just stay on the couch and watch TV. You know, you deserve it. It's too hard to go outside. It's too cold to go outside. And listening to that thought really kept me in that depression and dug it deeper, made it worse. Um, So going back to um, you don't have to do all or nothing, but do something. Um, If you're in that place, obviously I'm not qualified to help you with those things, but what I want to do is recommend a book um, and an author that has been so amazing for me. And I've I've shared this with clients and like encourage them to check out CBT, but cognitive behavioral therapy. um, This is, this guy actually has a podcast as well, but it's amazing. Seth. Uh, Gillihan. One of the things that he says about exercise for anxiety and depression, he says, many studies have found that adding regular exercise into one's routine has a positive effect on both depression and anxiety. The effect is about the same size as that of antidepressant medication. Not surprisingly, the benefits diminish if a person starts uh, stops exercising um why does it help because it improves sleep better sleep um, helps with pretty much everything it can distract us from negative thinking um when we're working hard physically it's harder to focus on our problems it can lead to a positive positive social contract you're seeing other people and a sense of satisfaction from doing something good for ourselves so um i know that running um and being an active person has definitely helped me Uh, In 2018 and 2019, when I was kind of coming up with my systems for self-care and my non-negotiables so that I did not experience intense seasonal depression while living in Chicago, the biggest thing was, Jacqueline, you need to go outside every day and you need to walk the dog and you need to take yourself on a Jacqueline walk. And starting with those little mini non-negotiables really helped me start to create this system, this morning care system And I mean, now that's, that's like what my business is, was starting with like doing those small non-negotiables, building up into having a morning routine, having purpose, having structure, um, just having meaning in my life. It's, I, I did not experience the same lows that I've experienced in past winters. And even with the pandemic and the isolation, like I did not experience, um, it as intensely as I would have in the past. I, I wouldn't even say I experienced it at all. Um, but really having these systems and kind of understanding like how exercise has really helped with anxiety and depression and looking at it as something to help with that. I would definitely check this out. I'm going to say that again, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. This is a great workbook. He also has um, a book with like 10 strategies. So I definitely recommend that. And then let me know, let me know below, or you can send me an email at coachjaclyn at and let me know what stood out to you. What did you learn from this? What was an aha? What are you going to implement? What are you going to do with this information? Saying it is kind of like a social contract, like, okay, cool. I said I was going to do this thing. I want to be that person who follows through with the things that I say. I want to be that person, that aspirational identity, be that person who's consistently taking care of themselves. Let me know. Um, I can't wait to hear from you. I always comment and respond back to anyone who messages me. Take care on this Sunday. I will see you in the next one. Bye.